Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Last week, right before January 26, news broke that the Aboriginal flag had finally been freed of its copyright prison, now available for all Aussies to use in a respectful manner, as we do the Australian flag. The Aboriginal flag will be transferred to public hands for the first time, allowing Indigenous groups and sporting codes to use it freely if they wish. Taxpayer-funded settlement comes 50 years after the flag was first flown. But while some parts of the community celebrated the final end to the decades-long campaign, others wondered about the timing of the announcement and whether the flag had, in fact, been freed at all. Today, we look at the long history of the flag, which First Nations people and their allies have been standing under since the 1970s, and why freeing it may have only imprisoned it once again. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. In 1970, literature artist Harold Thomas designed a flag for the First Nations people of Australia as a symbol for the Indigenous land rights movement. During that march, we only had placards, and placards had things like land rights, black rights, stop racism, all those sorts of things. And the unions and university and teachers had their banners behind us. And that stuck in my mind. I said, this is wrong, we're overshadowed. We need a flag. It was first raised in July 1971 on Kerner Country in Victoria Square in the centre of Tantania, or Adelaide, on what was then called National Aborigines Day. The next year, it would become the official flag of the Aboriginal Tent Embassy on Ngunnawal Country, near Old Parliament House in Canberra. The black, red and yellow flag became a symbol under which First Nations people have marched to fight for freedoms, for recognition for a voice. It was created in protest. Thomas, who is a member of the Stolen Generation, said of his design that it's a symbol that represents me and who I am. Whether I live in Redfern or Adelaide or Perth, I'm proud of it. The top black strip represents the Aboriginal people. The red bottom strip is the earth and the spiritual relationship Aboriginal people have with the land. The yellow circle in the centre is the sun, the giver of life. In 1995, the Australian government recognised both the Torres Strait Islander flag, which is owned by the people of the Torres Strait, and Thomas's design as official flags of Australia. But the fact that the Aboriginal flag was designed by Mr Thomas himself without getting paid to do so by the government, which is how we would normally have a flag created, meant Thomas retained the copyright. 
In 2018, he sold exclusive worldwide copyright licensing to three companies, one to make the flag itself, another to make objects like souvenirs, and a third to a company who had the sole right to print the flag on clothing. Wham Clothing, who are not an Indigenous-run company and who had previously dissolved another business after it was found to have been misleading customers as to the authenticity of the Aboriginal art they were selling, in 2019 sent cease and desist letters to both the AFL and the NRL after they put the flag on their jerseys for Indigenous rounds. It was really only then that the copyright issues surrounding the use of the Aboriginal flag went mainstream, bringing its plight to the attention of many Aussies, both First Nations and colonial alike. Petitions were started. A campaign created by clothing designer Gunditjmara woman Laura Thompson called Free the Flag began, and the fight for the symbol to be released to the people who stood united under it was now well underway. So in July... 2021, the Aboriginal flag will be 50 years old. And for us, you know, we really want to get some momentum around this campaign because we want to be able to celebrate the Aboriginal flag's 50th birthday, knowing that it's free for everyone to use. As a result of the existing Aboriginal flag copyright, we're seeing people use the Aboriginal flag less. And what we want to see is more Aboriginal and Black flags in the world. At the end of 2020, it was revealed that Minister for Indigenous Affairs, Ken Wyatt, was in talks with both Harold Thomas and Wham Clothing to buy the rights to the flag. But all previous discussions between these parties had not been successful. And so far, all offers had been turned down, leaving those fighting for the flag's freedom with little hope. Then, on the eve of January 26, 2022, the federal government announced that the Aboriginal flag had been freed. Under the $20 million deal, the flag can now be reproduced without a fee, following the same respect protocols as the Australian flag. The deal also included the creation of a scholarship in Mr Thomas's name, and any profits the government makes from Flag World's sales of the flag, who've retained the right to exclusively print the Aboriginal flag itself, are to go to NADOC. An artwork by Mr Thomas on the flag's 50-year anniversary will also be displayed in a prominent position it's unclear how much money was paid to Wham Clothing itself. A statement from Prime Minister Scott Morrison said, we've freed the Aboriginal flag for Australians. But is it truly free? Senator Lydia Thorpe is the Australian Greens Senator for Victoria and co-founder of the Australian Greens First Nations Network. Senator Thorpe is a proud Gunditjmara and Jabrung woman, lifelong activist and fighter for human rights, social justice and the environment. Senator... When Mr Morrison said he'd freed the flag for Australians, what did that actually mean for you? Shock horror in that the colonial system that has hurt our people for so long now has the copyright to the one thing that united Aboriginal people across this country. I was shocked and I just put my head in my hands and thought, how are we going to get it back again, basically, and that this fight is not over. Now, there's going to be people who say that there were calls for the government to do just this, to pay out those copyright fees and licences and get the flag back. There are going to be people who say the government's done what was asked of them, but what should they have done? We did want the government to pay it out, and so they should but it wasn't for the government to pay it out and keep it for themselves. The government heard in the flag inquiry, my first inquiry going into the Senate was the Aboriginal flag inquiry, 
And we had grassroots blackfellas around the country saying the flag belongs to us. It needs to come back to the people to decide what happens to our flag. And, yes, we want the government to pay for it. It's a very small price to pay given the injustices that the very same system have created for our people. So, you know, we want to self-determine our own destiny. We want to self-determine what happens with that flag. And we saw examples like the Torres Strait Islands where they self-determine what happens to their flag and they own their flag So it's not like the government didn't know what to do. They just chose to obviously use Invasion Day. The timing of their announcement was, I felt, you know, a bit of a kick in the guts because they wanted to make themselves look good at a time where this country is divided. Has there been any explanation from... Minister Ken Wyatt about why it was given back to government control and not to First Nations people? Not that I've heard and I hope to have some conversations with Ken about this. Before I left Parliament last year, I facilitated bringing the Black Caucus back together. The Black Caucus is all Aboriginal members of Parliament coming together to have a conversation about, you know, what we represent as black people and taking the politics out of that. So I will be convening the second meeting in this new year so that we can come together as Aboriginal people and have a conversation around the flag and going back to the evidence that was presented to us in the inquiry and hopefully make some changes. You know, I don't think that it's all said and done We're not about to give up this fight and allow the colonial system to own our flag when they've taken so much away from us already. Can the flag retain its meaning whilst it's owned by the government in that it's been a symbol of black resistance, it's been created in protest? Can it still retain its meaning whilst it's in the hands of the federal government? No, it can't. The flag is now colonised. And it can't represent our struggle and it can't represent our resistance when the system that is perpetrating the continued violence against our people is the owner. It flies in the face of sovereignty. It flies in the face of self-determination. And it takes away its meaning. Absolutely. Our people died for that flag We're united under that flag. We've got people buried with that flag and it just takes away its meaning, absolutely. And, you know, people are hurt. People were hurt the day before Invasion Day by the fact that the system once again has taken from us and that hurt is still very real and we need to seek justice in bringing it back to the people. Can we talk about the timing? You've mentioned a couple of times that it was announced the day before Invasion Day, the day before January 26. Why do you think the decision was made to make that announcement then? Well, because the government doesn't have a very good track record with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in this country. And they know that the 26th of January is a very divisive date 
for this nation. And they wanted to throw in a sweetener to appease blackfellas, but also allies and those that, you know, have a conscience out there. And you see by the reaction, you know, everybody's very excited and, yay, we've freed the flag. But they needed to come up with something. They're killing us at a rate like we haven't seen before. They're locking us up more than ever. They're taking our children more than ever. And then they have the audacity to come out the day before Invasion Day and say, hey, we're the white saviours. We just brought the flag for 20 million bucks and now we own it and now everyone can celebrate because that's a national flag alongside the Australian flag and now we own that too. No, they've taken another piece of us away. What do you think about the statement that it's free for all Australians? Is the Aboriginal flag a flag under which we can all unite? Well, obviously not. On Invasion Day, we're seeing people burning the Aboriginal flag. So there's a lot of work to do to get to a point where we can all gather under one flag. And that's why we need a treaty in this country. We need to have a conversation about Invasion Day. We need to tell the truth of Invasion Day. And we need to talk about what that flag actually means and represents because it certainly doesn't represent us all celebrating and group hugging on Invasion Day under the Aboriginal flag for whitefellas. It's a sign of resistance. It's a sign of protest. It's a sign of black power in this country. And so we need a day where we can come together, sort out our differences and have a treaty. It's the only mechanism we're able to do that where this nation will once and for all have some kind of peace. But until then, there is no peace. The war continues. On January 25th, Clothing the Gaps posted a picture of their iconic Free the Flag T-shirt with a spray-painted extra. Just one letter, a D, at the end of the word free. They also changed the big sign on the side of their Brunswick store to say the same. But while the celebrations that black business across the country can now print the flag on whatever they choose and not be charged or receive cease and desist letters, the fight to really and truly free the flag continues on for many. This episode of The Quickie was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, with audio production by Ian Camilleri. And if there's a new story you want us to chase up in a little more detail for you, there's heaps of ways you can get in touch. You can send us an email, thequickie at mamamia.com.au, or find us on a stack of socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Mamma Mia Podcasts on TikTok. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.